Welcome to the Fuel Lift Thrive podcast, where we talk all things fitness, no-nonsense nutrition, and lifestyle transformation for the modern-day woman who's ready to quit the diet, ditch the scale obsession, and fall in love with being strong. Host- hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fuel Lift Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Alessia, and today, we are diving in to the 20 reasons why your body never changes. Now, I speak to many women, clients and not clients, who have been dieting literally their whole life. And you know what? I used to be that person. I used to be that woman who was always on a diet. Um, I remember my first diet when I was early in my early modeling days and I remember going on it because well you know I needed to drop some weight because then I wouldn't get castings and I would get more I would get booked for more jobs and so that first diet that I went on was something crazy like I think it was like the cabbage soup diet or something really ridiculous in the 90s and you know that kind of was the catalyst for many 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 years of dieting and um at the end of the day, none of it, none of it was helpful, okay, all these years of dieting didn't get me the body that I wanted, yeah, like, it just screwed my metabolism up and gave me a really unhealthy relationship with food, and it was the reason why I became a coach, and it was the reason why I do what I do today, because I don't want you making the same mistakes, I want you to stop right now, and look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am done. I am done doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results, because guess what? That's the definition of insanity. So I wanted to dive right in to some of the top reasons why you're, you're, you're never seeing results, why your, your body never changes and how you can move away from this frustration that you're 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 having at the moment and actually step into a season of success a season of results a season of doing things differently so um we're going to start off with talking about why a healthy body loses body fat because so many of us have been sold this lie that fat loss or weight loss at any cost is a good thing yeah so despite maybe your health being in a bit of a shitty place it's okay to pursue weight loss and as a coach I have had to you know give people clients a lot of tough love and say that you're not ready for dieting and you know you're you have to earn the right to diet, unfortunately. And even even if you have a lot of weight to lose, you still have to earn the right to diet because dieting is a form of stress on your body. So eating less is a stressor and eating more is a stressor. So if you've got, you know, tons of weight to lose and you've been overeating, that's also been a stress. So your body has been in this constant state of stress. And if you've been yo-yo dieting, you have put your body through a lot of stress. And so if you aren't in a healthy place with your uh, health, okay, if you're struggling with digestion, if you're struggling with bloating, if you're struggling with sleep issues, if you're struggling to even eat enough protein, and if you're even struggling to eat at all, and you're kind of struggling with your appetite, and some days your appetite is ravenous, and some days it's really like non-existent, or you perhaps have issues such as PCOS, so polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, or you have a thyroid problems, you've got hormonal imbalances, you're on the birth control pill, you're having all sorts of strange symptoms that you, you know, are unexplainable, right? You've got bad period pains, you've got hair loss, you've got energy issues, you're just always tired and fatigued no matter how much you sleep. 
um, you're not drinking water, like all of these things are absolute basics, okay? <clears throat> and if you are struggling with any of these things, going into a diet is the absolute worst thing that you could possibly do. The worst thing that you could possibly do to your body. So no, you're not ready to diet. You need to build your body back to a healthy place. Especially if you have already been dieting, you've already been on and off, whether it's intermittent fasting, keto, you've been doing fads and crash diets, you've been eating 1200 calories. Guys, you're in no place to be dieting at the moment. Even though you want to, even though you are desperate to drop this weight, trust me, it's only going to make it worse, okay? It's only going to be more painful. It's only going to feel harder. I have worked with clients who are really struggling with their health. Their health is just in shambles and they're so desperate to fit into their clothes that you they used to fit in. They're so desperate to feel confident, so desperate to lose the weight, but they're doing it backwards, okay? They're going on a diet expecting to feel better. Dieting isn't fun. I don't know where we got this notion that dieting is easy. It's not. It's not easy. It's not fun. Eating less is not fun. It's not it's not something that we are supposed to be doing for the majority of our lives. So we've gotten into this place where we're all thinking that it's supposed to be easy. It's not. So let's get that out of the way, okay? Dieting is a stressor. Dieting is hard. You're going to have cravings. You're going to have lack of uh, lack of energy. You're going to feel fatigued. You're going to want the donuts. You're going to want to eat the food, okay? It's not easy. That's why it should only be done periodically. It should be done properly and it should be done short bursts of dieting throughout the year. You shouldn't be dieting throughout the whole year. You should do it once or twice at max at the most and then in and out, done, back to maintenance, okay? So the right to diet is earned. So it means that you should be eating at a relatively high maintenance calorie and that is very, very typical, uh, not, to, sorry, it's very personal, okay? It's not that I can give you just this arbitrary number of calories and you should eat that. No, it's totally personal to your height, to your age, to your weight, to your dieting history, to your lifestyle, to your activity level. But typically, um, a, an active female should be eating between 1,800 calories to 2,100, 2,500 calories. It really is very personal, so please do not take this number and run with it, okay? You have to try. You have to find your own TDE or total daily energy expenditure. You cannot just take some random arbitrary number. So again, it's very personal, but to say that it is, you know, typically between that range for an active female, what does active look like? Someone who, you know, isn't completely sedentary, okay? Someone who trains, someone who goes to the gym at least three times a week, someone who um, walks every day, you know, at least 8,000 steps. That is pretty much active, okay? If you're a mom and you're running around off your feet, that's active. So if you're eating less than that most of the time, girl, you need to stop. (laughs) You need to stop because if you aren't eating this much and you do go into a diet phase, where are you going to go? Like you're going to, you're going to be putting yourself in a very, very steep, unsustainable deficit. And this is where the problems begin. So you should be at least eating at maintenance for three to six months consistently before going in a dieting phase. Dieting phases should be cyclical. They should be done uh, periodically. They should be periodized. They should be done efficiently. They should be focused. You should be ready. You should feel ready in not just physically, but also mentally and behaviorally. And if you don't know where your maintenance calories are, you should find that out, okay? So you can start with 
a calculator, but the best way to do it is to just track your food. So, you know, calculators can only go so far. They give you estimates. It's a starting point, but always go by reality. Go by reality. So um, go and find your true maintenance by tracking your food intake for at least two weeks. And when I say tracking your food intake, I mean track every single thing that you eat and try to eat at home so it's much better and easier to stay on track and do that religiously for two weeks and track your weight and track your food and see if you're maintaining your weight. If you're maintaining your weight, that's your maintenance calories. So I will give you an example for myself. I always thought that I maintained on fairly low calories because I was always very inconsistent. And when I started being more consistent, um, I got myself a coach because I believe in coaching. I'm a coach. I believe in coaching. And I have my own coach who keeps me accountable, who keeps me on track. Because how can I keep my my clients accountable if I don't keep myself accountable? So, uh, you know, we worked on figuring out my my true maintenance and I realized that actually I could maintain my current weight on higher calories. So that was good news, right? Because my body hadn't adapted as much as I thought. But if your body, you know, if if the calculator says that you can maintain on 2000 calories, but you're gaining weight on 2000 calories, that's now a surplus. That means that your body is adapted to very low calories and you need to reverse diet. So what is reverse dieting? You need to slowly build up your metabolism over time. This is something that I do in my metabolic rebuild coaching program. If you're not familiar with this process, you need a coach to help you figure it out. Why would you do it on your own, right? So that is something that you need to understand. You need to earn the right to diet. A healthy body loses body fat more optimally. Why do people struggle with diets? Why do people feel miserable dieting? Because their body is not ready. Their body is screaming, okay, screaming for self-care. Their body is saying, I don't want to diet. I cannot diet. I need to focus on sleep. I need to focus on digestion. I need to focus on my PCOS and thyroid. I need to balance my hormones. I need to ensure that I'm getting enough food, right, to fuel my body and my training, especially if you're training a lot. If you're not training a lot and you're overeating, then yes, that's also a stressor. So we need to bring back a bit more balance. We need to look at how do we clean up your diet? How do we eat more optimally? How do we eat more whole foods? So we move away from that stress because excessive junk food and excessive uh, calories are also stress to the body, to the digestive processes. So guys, a healthy body loses body fat more optimally. So let's put the focus, let's start off with health at the forefront of everything that we do and this is really the difference between me and the other coaches out there is that I will not put you on a diet straight away if you're struggling with all the basics and most people are struggling with the basics me too I've been there I've struggled with the basics because the basics are what really bring results and those are the hardest to do Look, you have no business checking if you should be doing carb cycling, checking if you should be, you know, doing intermittent fasting, if you're not even getting enough protein or if you're not drinking enough water. Like these are the bare minimums, right? Okay, so at the end of the day, I wanted to say one thing also is that you should not be chasing a smaller body all the time. You should not be looking to get skinny all the time. So we should not be dieting more than once or twice a year. No longer than 12 to 16 weeks at a time, depending on the um, the starting point of where you're at. Okay, If you have a lot of weight to lose, fine, you can diet for longer. But if you're close to your body weight or if you're, you already are at your body weight and you're just looking to tone up and change your body composition, lose body fat, then you should not be dieting you should be building you should be eating you should be building muscle so the majority of you should be spent should should be spending time at maintenance and getting stronger okay stronger means lifting getting fitter 
getting more, um, lifting more weights at the gym, you know, getting stronger at the gym, improving your hormones and metabolic functions. Um, because every single time you do a diet, you are down regulating your metabolism and a cal- an extended calorie deficit. Okay. A long term calorie deficit, um, will slow down your BMR, will slow down your, your metabolic, uh, processes. Okay. Your metabolic rate, and you will constantly, um, have to diet in a deeper deficit to get any response. So if you haven't spent any amount of time in maintenance, if you haven't spent any amount of time eating, building, you, this is where you should start. Okay. And this is something that I, I do in my phase, uh, phase priming phase of the lean method within my program metabolic rebuild is that we spend time engaging priming and restoring the metabolism before we go into a cut or a deficit or a fat loss phase. So you got to build the body first. So build muscle, eat plenty of food, protein, lift weights consistently, not once every couple of weeks, consistently. And understand that this will come maybe with some gaining weight on the scale. And that doesn't mean that you will necessarily gain body fat it could potentially mean that you need to gain body fat, especially if you're in a really bad place with your calories. But if you have never spent any significant amounts of time building muscle and focusing on eating and fueling your body with all macros and not being afraid of food, not being afraid of carbs, um, and, and really driving that new tissue uh, to grow in the body, then you're most likely in a place where I call skinny fat, right? Where you're you're at your goal weight, but your 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 percentage of body fat is way higher than your percentage of muscle, lean muscle. So we got to spend time building that lean muscle. So you will not. I will. I will repeat. You will not see progress if you are skinny fat. Okay. If you are constantly dieting, you're not going to see results. The second thing, okay, the second thing you're not seeing your body change is that you have no patience to focus on your health. You're only focused on the way your body looks and the way, uh, how much you weigh, okay? So the way your body looks and how much you weigh, what the scale is telling you, and it will take time. I'm sorry to break it to you, but all these eight weeks, 30 day challenges, 12 week challenges that you see on Instagram, the people that are doing these are either already lean or they're in a very um, different place than you, or they're screwing up their metabolism and their gut and hormone, uh, hormone functions to the point that you don't know how badly they get or how bad it gets, but because they post up this before and after, all of a sudden you're like, yes, I can do it. Yes, I can. I, I, I want to look like this. And guys, this is so unhealthy. Okay. Depending on the extent of your metabolic gut and hormonal imbalances that you've had through the years, it may take you years to heal. It may take you years and several different fat loss phases and building phases, strength cycles, recovery periods, reverse diets to build the body that you want. What you see in a picture is not telling you the whole picture, okay? What you see on social media is not the whole picture. You do not know where that person's starting point was. You do not know that person's health history and diet history, okay? You do not know. That's why um, it was a big, big thing for me when I created the lean method that I put health at the forefront because, you know, yes, I might sound like I'm anti-diet, but I'm not anti-diet. I'm not anti-weight loss. And unfortunately, some people might take this as me saying that I don't believe in weight loss. No, I do. I do believe that weight loss is possible and it's a good thing for certain people, but it may take years. And unfortunately, people aren't prepared to hear that. People are just constantly 
desperately looking for this quick fix and guys it doesn't exist if you know me by now you know that it doesn't exist and it does take time it took me years to build any significant amount of muscle and i'm still not where i want to be if i go into a diet phase right now i will lose a lot of the muscle that i spent building and i won't look a whole lot different i'll just look like a smaller version of myself and i won't see this amazing toned body that i want okay so if 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 i who have who have been i've been training for 10 plus years if i think that way imagine where you're at if you've never spent any significant amount of time building muscle you're going to just look skinny fat like i said before so it's taken me about 10 years to build my body and i'm still not where i want to be so be patient learn to enjoy the process stop looking at it as a quick fix stop looking at it as oh i'm gonna diet and then go back to my old life no it doesn't work like that if you want to change your physique if you want to change the way your body looks and performs if you want to change the way your health feels and 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 how you are health-wise and you want to actually be healthy and and put longevity at the forefront of this thinking of your long-term health then strap on and enjoy the ride because it's going to take time you've got to be realistic about those body goals that you've got and also you've got to be realistic of how lean do you actually want to get there's a cost to being a certain level of leanness there's a cost to 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 losing fat you know being in a, a calorie deficit like i said earlier isn't easy it takes time your mindset your routine your lifestyle all need to support that level of commitment that you're willing to give because a diet phase isn't easy if you want an athletic body you you want to look like a crossfit fit fit athlete or you want to look like a bikini model it's gonna it's gonna need much more um discipline and you're gonna have to weigh a lot less than you think you are gonna weigh and and you might have to maybe even weigh more than you think you're gonna weigh or you're going to have to get to a really uncomfortable place to get really lean. So the cost of getting lean is something that not a lot of coaches talk about. And um, at the end of the day, you've got to ask yourself, like, do you really want it? You know, like, do you really want to be that lean? And for me, I don't I don't care. I've never been I've never wanted to look shredded because I don't care for that. I don't want to miss out on, you know, my social outings i don't want to give up my favorite foods like i can do it for a certain amount of time to get to a certain level of leanness but past that i'm 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 good you know like you have to know how far you want to go right um and so another reason you're not seeing changes so we're now we're on number three so you cannot optimally lose fat and gain muscle at the same time however however if you are a newbie, okay, or you're new to lifting, you're new to this whole strength training and, and, and macros and calories and all of this stuff, you will see some muscle gain and some fat loss. It's called body recomping. You will see some, but to a certain extent. So when I first started my health and fitness journey back in 2000 and well like back in 2012 I that was when I was seriously when I seriously started lifting um I saw such huge changes in my body like I looked awesome and over the years it's it's unfortunately now no longer the same so my body is adapted I'm stronger I'm no longer new at lifting so now I have to go through dedicated phases and this is what is known as periodization periodizing your nutrition and training and going into certain phases that have a specific focus so fat loss takes a calorie deficit so in order to lose fat in order to lose body fat to become leaner to become smaller version of yourself you need to be in a calorie deficit that means eating less than you burn if you want to build muscle you need to be in maintenance so you need to be eating at maintenance or highly likely the more advanced you get in a surplus 
So the longer you go training, the longer you're going to need to spend more time in maintenance and in a calorie surplus to actually build any significant amount of new muscle mass. So if you are skinny fat, you need to be at maintenance or in a slight calorie surplus. Um, sometimes you could go into a very small calorie deficit, like 100, 200 calories calorie deficit and do something called body recomping where you're building muscle and losing fat at the same time, which is an amazing thing, but it takes so much longer than just spending time doing dedicated phases. So if you're okay with, you know, spending, you know, time Basically, if you're okay for the process to take longer and be a little bit more inefficient um, and you really love your food and you don't really like dieting very much, then spending time doing it this way is not necessarily bad, but it does, in my opinion, take longer and it's not as efficient. So um, it might be very you know, frustrating, right? Because it takes some time. So I do recommend people choose a goal and commit to one goal at a time. So if you have more than, I would say more than 25 to 27% body fat and you want to lose that body fat, you want to lose weight, then do that first. Build muscle at the same time to preserve that tissue, okay, and, and build your metabolism at the same time. But then I would suggest... Um, going into a, a building phase after and if you are thin or lean already and you just want to you know lose a bit of body fat spend some time building okay so spend some time building muscle because at the end of the day um deficits are a lot easier okay fat loss phases are way easier than muscle building phases um, so it does take longer to build muscle than it does to, to lose body fat. So just keep that in mind that you, you know, optimally you want to pick a goal. And that is what we do in my program. The metabolic rebuild one-on-one -on -one coaching is where we, uh, take you through dedicated phases and, um, it's just more efficient that way. So, uh, that's something to consider. Um, okay, moving on to number four. Your body doesn't change because you're scared to gain weight. So you're always dieting. Yep, I know, I was there. Scared to gain any weight. So what you do is you're constantly jumping from one coach to another, one program to another, one diet to another, because you're afraid of that number on the scale. You're afraid of gaining any weight whatsoever, even at the expense of your health. So I've had you know, moments with certain clients where I've had to say, look, like, this is the reality. You, 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 your body is in a place where it needs to gain some weight. Okay. You've got to reverse diet. You've got to bring back your calories up. You cannot no longer, you know, live on a thousand calories or 1200 calories. Um, and then binge on the weekends like this is not sustainable and so we go on a reverse diet and for every little pound that they gain they're freaking out and they go back to their old ways so if you gained weight doing things to to regain your health that means that you needed to gain that weight and i will give you an example from myself i spent three years okay being vegan Okay, I was in a very severely vegan diet. What does severely mean? It means that I was extremely orthorexic. I only ate clean foods. And unfortunately, when I, when I left the vegan diet, because I was very sick, I gained 10 kilos. Yes, 10 kilos. Because my body was starving for nutrients. And what did it do? It held it all in fat. And it was something that I had to go through. And I'm now only in the process of losing it after three years now. I spent three years building muscle and uh, rebuilding my metabolism. And I'm only now heading into a fat loss phase. So guys, if you're afraid of gaining weight and your health is in shambles, I'm sorry, you're not going to see results. You're going to constantly be um, just, you're going to be in the same place next year, okay? And the year after that, and the year after that, you're going to always be married to that number on the scale. So 
stop looking at that number on the scale going up as a measure of your worth okay so we've got to stop we've got to detach weight to health because they're not related unless you're morbidly obese when you're morbidly obese yes okay fine you do uh, have to look at the number that's important but if you're you're not then you might need to regain that that weight to regain your health okay um so number five is you're constantly doing um cardio so you're a cardio bunny maybe you're a cardio bunny and you're one of those women that all you do is run because you're outrunning all your calories. So you've eaten a Kit Kat and you outrun it, okay? So you, you've eaten a slice of pizza, you do burpees. Or you're always on the treadmill at the gym. You go into the gym three, four times, five times a week. You go into the cardio section and boom, you spend an hour on the treadmill. Guys, like, I have been there too. And... It is the worst possible way to get the body of your dreams. The body of your dreams is not found on the treadmill, okay? Cardio should be used very strategically and it should be used with strength training. The priority should always be strength training first, but it should be used in conjunction with strength training. It should be used strategically from person to person it should be only for the 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 source only for the purpose sorry only for the purpose of uh cardiovascular health it should not just i mean yeah okay we can use it for the purpose of burning calories but only if everything else is in order if you are in a calorie deficit if you're focusing on being in a calorie deficit if you're strength training and if you're sleeping properly, and if your biofeedback is good, if your cravings are okay, if your hunger is stable, if your digestion's good, because if you're adding cardio on top of all of the shit storm that's going on in your health, you're only going to make it way worse. You're only going to see yourself driving yourself into a bigger, deeper hole. So you do not burn off or earn your food and calories with cardio, okay? So like I said, it should be used strategically because cardio increases hunger and cravings, okay? It's very common. You go for a run, an hour run. You come home, you're absolutely ravenous. You could eat your husband. So let's stop using cardio as a way to burn off calories and let's look at it as a way to stay healthy, keep your cardiovascular in check, health in check and also only to use it strategically when and if needed so I prefer walking it's very underrated it's something that most people don't think that they're going to you know see very many results so just walk keep it nice and easy go for a walk increase your steps but leave the cardio to um, specific uh, moments in your diet phase usually at the very end when nothing else seems to work that is when we incorporate extra cardio so that is number five number six you don't train with intention or any form of intensity so you're one of those people that you have no program you're program hopping you're winging things you're not a f- you're not really you have no idea what you're doing basically you're going into the gym you have no plan you've no structure you've never worked with a trainer or a coach so you don't even know how to move you don't know how what's right what's wrong what's good what's not good i've seen this time and time and time again i go into these facebook groups with women who are lifting weights and some of the programs that i see in there are absolute freaking trash so much volume they're doing all the exercises and like everything in their kitchen sink like throw everything in there like let's go on google let's find all the exercises possible let's do them all in one day like guys this is not a program okay um you know throwing together a bunch of words does not make a book okay throwing together a bunch of words does not write a book so Throwing together a bunch of exercises does not make it a program. So if you've never followed a program, get yourself a coach. Hello, get in touch with me. That is what I do. Um, 
get yourself a program, get yourself on a properly progressive overload, periodized program and uh, start training with intention. Start training with intensity as well. If you've never trained with intensity, if you've never known how to push yourself, get a, get a, get a trainer, get an in-person trainer. Um, work on pushing yourself during your lifts. Lift something heavier. Lift heavy. Don't be afraid of lifting weights, okay? Push yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to see any changes in your body. All right. Moving on to number seven, you're not going to get anywhere if you don't build muscle. You're not going to get anywhere if you don't build muscle. How are you going to build muscle if all you eat is trash? <laughs> How are you going to build any significant amounts of new muscle mass if all you're eating is junk food, carbs, and not enough protein. Protein is the building blocks of literally everything in your body. So if you're not eating enough protein, you're not going to be building anything. You're not going to be building any new muscle mass, any new tissue. Vegans, I'm talking to you. If you're not intentional about your uh, protein intake, if you're a vegetarian, a vegan, and you're not counting your macros, if you're not tracking your protein intake, if you have no idea what you're freaking eating, hello, let's start there okay? No changes. You're not going to see any changes. You're not going to lose any body fat. You're not going to build any muscle. You're not going to change your skinny fat body. You're not going to see progress. So let's start with uh, at least um, at least 1.1 to 2 kilo uh, grams of um, grams of protein per per weight uh, per oh my god what am I saying? 1.1 to 2 grams per kilo of body weight. So, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're eating less than that, less than one gram per kilo of body weight, let's start there. Okay. Let's start there. So that is pretty much enough for most people. And you can, obviously adjust that to wherever you're at if you're not eating if you're not if you're eating anything less than 100 grams at the moment then start with building that up to 100 grams and then you can go over that and so protein needs to be a priority moving on to number eight so you care more about what everyone else is doing rather than doing what's right for you and this is something that is very common because you know when we listen to our friends we listen to our family members and if you've listened to one of my previous podcasts um i don't remember what episode it was but it was um the, the different people that you should not take health and fitness advice from. And um, this is something that I had to throw in there because guys, like when you're looking and comparing yourself to other people and what they're doing, they have a totally different metabolism than you. They have a totally different um, everything. Everything is different. Their lifestyle, their past history with diets, everything is different. So um, if you're one of those people that is constantly comparing and constantly looking at what other people are doing, you get lost in the information, um, you get bogged down by all the, all the different conflicting info, stop right now. What you consume consumes you. So if you're addicted to information, you're addicted to um, everything that's on social media and you're constantly looking at other people and what they're doing and you know, you're lost, well, stop doing that. Get yourself a coach and focus on what your coach is telling you to do, okay? So if you're someone who has a coach and you're not listening to them and you're not focused on what they're doing, why bother paying for a coach? So yes, you have autonomy. The The, the decision always lies with you, okay? But you have to understand that what you consume consumes you, all right? Uh, number nine, why you're not seeing changes to your body. Maybe you are constantly comparing yourself to your past. The past leaner, thinner versions of yourself. And you compare yourself to everyone else as well. 
Newsflash, our bodies are meant to change. My body was was different when I was 20. It's normal, okay? It's normal that our bodies change. Our bodies don't stay the same. Everyone's stories and journeys and lifestyles and 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 where you're at is different you cannot look at your friend and compare yourself and you can certainly not look at your old self and compare your old self to who you are now your circumstances have changed everything is different so stop comparing yourselves guys stop comparing yourselves okay number nine You haven't dealt with your relationship with food and even your relationship with your body image. Guys, I have coached clients who, if anything, that was the biggest thing that was holding them back is their relationship with food and their relationship with their body and their own own, uh, experience of their body. So your relationship with your food, yourself, your body image, the energy that you give out is everything. If you're constantly beating yourself up, if your thoughts are taking over what you, um, how you feel every day, you attract what you put out, okay? Now, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to sit here and give you all this woo-woo nonsense, okay? This new age, like, manifestation stuff, because that's not what I believe. But I do truly believe that as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you think that you are a certain way, you then will become that thing. So if you're constantly beating yourself up like every morning you look at yourself in the mirror and you are beating yourself up you're picking yourself apart you're only going to feel worse right you're not going to feel excited about the day ahead and all the things that you need to be doing to get to where you want to be so it doesn't matter what diet you're doing what training program you're doing or even the coach that you hire nothing works unless you work So the problem starts with you. You have to build a healthy relationship with food, with exercise and your body image. You have to do the inner work. You have to ask yourselves the questions, the questions that maybe you're afraid of asking, such as, should I diet right now? Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should focus on my health. Or maybe I should cut that person out of my life because they're toxic. Or maybe I should learn how to say no, put some boundaries in place. Or maybe I need to take a good hard look in the mirror and stop fucking, you know, um, lying to myself because I'm lying to myself. The the days that I say that, oh, actually, I, I did the work. No, maybe you didn't really do the work. Or have to, you know, be realistic with myself and say, actually, I do need to stop drinking because the drinking is holding me back. I have a problem. So... All of these things, they're hard, guys. Like, you know, it's not easy. And I find that the majority of my clients that really succeed are the ones that do this. They do the inner work. That starts from the inside out. It starts with you. Okay? And moving on. Okay, so we are now at number 11. Okay, there's a lot to cover today. We're, 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 we're moving through all the reasons why your body is not changing. So you refuse, now we're at number 11, you refuse to give up your weekend warrior ways. I've talked about the weekend warrior if you haven't listened to any of my podcasts. The weekend warrior is the, the person who is really restrictive throughout the, the week and then on the weekend they say fuck it and they stop tracking, they stop having a routine, they stop doing anything that's part of their um, actual, you know, routine, and they actually just blow it. They're blowing it every single weekend. So the weekend has become your weekend. It's biting you in your butt. So you're cheating on yourself. So stop doing that, okay? Let's start tracking the weekends. Let's start focusing on what needs to be fixed, okay? So if your week is good, but then your weekend is shit, let's focus on fixing up your week, your weekend, 
So um, continue having some sort of schedule during the weekend. Continue tracking your steps. Continue hitting your protein goals. Continue what you do during the week throughout the weekend. But you could still have some fun issues, some fun uh, social outings on the weekends. But you still have to have some form of self-control. Stop allowing other people or situations to control what you put in your body. Stop doing that because you can totally enjoy being social. You can totally enjoy having a drink or two, date night, uh, movie nights, whatever. But you have to be realistic if you're doing it all the time, you're you're pushing yourself in the corner. You're pushing yourself in a corner and you're actually telling yourself, well, my goals aren't that important to me. I'm going to just do what I want. But then come Sunday or Monday, sorry, come Monday, you're like, oh, now I have to go back to my restrictive ways. Eh, no, that's not going to work. That's not really very helpful. So just put some boundaries on yourself. You can say no. If you have goals, yes, you can be sustainable. You can still have a life. But if you've got a goal, you've got to be realistic. Okay, moving on to number 12. Number 12 is stop the fads. Stop the fads. What fads am I talking about? I'm talking about the fasting intermittent fasting. I'm talking about banking calories, okay? Where banking calories is where you save calories for for binges, for for outings, for social gatherings. It's not a very good thing to do. It's not a good way to live life. It's not very healthy. Um, Banking calories for alcohol is very common. So someone might eat less food so they can drink more alcohol. That's not a way to live, guys. We're, 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 you know, we're, we're trading real food for, for poison, okay? Yes, yes, we're trading real food for poison. So let's stop doing this. Um, you can once in a while, it's not the end of the world, but it can become very, very uh, habitual. It could become a habit and it can become... Um, your your weekend it could be it would it really screws you up basically it really really does so let's stop doing the fads let's stop doing weird cleanses and detoxes and teas and let's stop um you know doing these resets where you've got to you you've got to drink this disgusting colon cleanses for three days because you've had a a, a you know a You've, you've had an indulgent week on vacation. Just get back on track. Just get back on track. Just get normal again. Just if you've had a holiday and you've eaten a lot, just get back to normal. Stop looking at every single, you know, off day as the end of the world. Okay? Stop doing that. Um, just get back on track. Stop the fasting. Stop the crazy fads. Um, stop looking at what other people are doing, carnivore, carnivore, one meal a day, keto, um, you know, just, just let's, let's call it, let's call it. All right. Number 13, number 13, if you've never actually paid any attention to your hunger and your satiety, and you have no idea when you're hungry, when you're when you're satiated, and you're you're just your 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 food cues are just out of whack. It's a good time to start focusing on that because if you've struggled in the past with any form of disordered eating, and disordered eating, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about binge eating disorder. I'm not talking about eating disorders. I'm talking about disordered eating. I'm talking about those practices like fasting, the fads, the banking of the calories, the the crash dieting, the um, the cleanses, the detoxes, the um, orthorexia. You know, being preoccupied with clean foods, that kind of stuff. That is disordered eating. Okay, that is disordered eating, or going. You know 
you, like you, you're panicking because you're going to a restaurant and you, you're panicking because you can't count your calories. Like that's disordered in my opinion. So if you've struggled with any form of disordered eating and you can't feel true hunger and satiety, then you shouldn't really eat intuitively. I'm sorry, like you shouldn't start with mindful eating. That's not the right place. You should start with a structured plan. Okay, you should start with structure. You should start with some form of tracking, whether it's through my fitness pal, through portion control or food diary written, whatever it is. But intuitive eating works if you've already learned how to be intuitive. You cannot be you cannot learn how to be intuitive if you've never learned how to be disciplined. Okay, so you 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 have to understand this and and that also means that you need to work on your emotional issues if you've struggled with emotional eating for any length of time this is a moment where okay we need to we need to start focusing on what the underlying issues are so you've got to again you've got to do that inner work guys it's 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 not fun it really isn't fun and um you know at the end of the day You've just got to do the work. You've just got to do the work. Okay, moving on to 14. Number 14. Okay, guys, we're, we're going to move through this quickly, okay? So number 14, why you're not seeing changes in your body because you've got to manage your emotional state. This is not diet related, okay? This is more related to, um, related to your emotional state, related to your mental state, mental health. So if you are in a chronic stress state, high stress, high levels of cortisol, you're going to burn less fat. You're going to store more fat. You're going to store more belly fat, actually. You're going to have more hunger. You're going to have more cravings. Your your cells become less sensitive to insulin, and you're more likely to store carbs and excess food as fat. Straight to the fat, okay? It's going to go straight to the fat. So stress can include anything. It doesn't necessarily mean stress, you know, when you think of stress, what do you think? I want to ask you this. Think about it. What is stress to you? Stress could be anything that puts you in a state of fight or flight, okay? So what does that mean? It means if you're over-exercising, if you're eating trigger foods, foods that aren't good for you, foods that are disrupting your gut microbiome, if you're not sleeping well, if your life in general is under a lot of stress, if you're you're working a lot, you're overworking, you're under-eating is also a form of stress. You're fasting, you're doing too many fads. All of these things are stressors, but also mental stressors, anxiety, depression, uh, fighting with your spouse, fighting with your boss, whatever, conflicts, relationships, all of this is stress. So guys, if you're not finding any way of managing your emotional state, this is going to be a problem. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to do to manage your emotional state, but I'll give you a couple of you know ideas. My favorites are journaling, prayer, meditation, and finding ways to de-stress, to switch off. So um, that could mean turning off social media at a certain amount of time during the day and giving yourself some much needed you know, rest and sleeping, focusing on your sleep. So these things are very important for changing your body shape. Yes, it's not always about diet and exercise. Okay, moving on to number 15. Number 15 is um, if you're eating processed food constantly, and I'm talking to a lot of those people that are, you know, focused on eating quick, quick fix meals, protein bars, too many protein shakes, um, you know, keto desserts, keto treats, low fat, low, low sugar, or, you know, all these like mock things, right? If you're vegan, mock meats um, full of, preservatives and fillers and gums and fake sugars and fake this, fake that. If you're constantly eating, if your diet has the majority of these kinds of foods, you're not going to be in a great place to be changing your body shape. Eat real food, guys. It's as simple as that. Eat your veggies, eat your meat, eat your, your fruit, like keep it real, keep it real. Okay. 
Number 16, stop chasing only aesthetics over your health. Stop chasing aesthetics over your health. Again, I'm kind of repeating myself here, but if you're one of those people that you're constantly looking at finding ways to change the way you look and you're not focused at all on how your body performs, how your body moves well, how it feels good, how it's aligned with good health, then you have no business dieting. I had to repeat that. I had to repeat that. Okay, number number 17. Oh gosh, we are we are moving through, okay? Um, this is again more focused on external rather than internal and it's not you know if you're not ever focused on your external environment and you're constantly letting your external environment affect you okay and you're not really feeding yourself your mind feeding yourself with positivity and feeding yourself with inspiration and things that build you up Okay, whether it's listening to motivational podcasts or speakers, going to church, going to prayer or meditation or speaking with someone who lifts you up, getting having a good circle of friends, good relationships, friendships, etc. You know, this is something that a lot of people don't think about. And 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 I really believe that it's it's one of the biggest things that you could have the healthiest, most cleanest diet, most perfect um, training program, and you could be working with the, the, the world's best coach, but if your mental state and your environment is not conducive, you're not going to succeed. So I highly, highly suggest that you start looking around you, look around you, all right? Number 18, okay, we're close, we're close. Number 18, we've got um, three more, okay? So number 18, you're simply not patient. You're not patient. Yes, I know. I had to throw this in there and I'm going to make it short and sweet, guys. If you're not patient with your results, if you're in a rush, if you're always you know, looking at the destination and you're not enjoying your process, you're going to fail. You're not going to really see changes because you're so hyper-focused on the outcome and you're not focused on the process. Okay. That's why in my coaching program, I always start with helping my clients set process goals, not outcome goals, not outcome. Yes, it's okay to set outcome-based goals, but we have to also focus on the process, the behaviors. What are we doing to change our actual behaviors what are we doing to actually be a different person a better version of ourselves the best version that we could be number 19 is that you are um you're you're hyper focused on the data okay but not on all the amazing things that you've actually accomplished so if you're not seeing changes in your body, in your health, the reason why is because, well, one of the reasons why, because you are not actually giving yourself some grace. You're not actually seeing all the amazing things that you have actually accomplished. You're not being kind to yourself. You're beating yourself up constantly. You're not looking at the wins, the small wins. You're only look focused on what the scale says, right? So start congratulating yourself for the small wins because really there are so many small wins and it could not be, it, it, it could be something as simple as you are being consistent for the first time in your life. That is a very, very big win. It's not even a small win. Or you have lost measurements, you have lost body fat, or you are eating more protein, or you are seeing strength gains in the gym, or you have more energy, you can do the stairs without being huffing and puffing and being out of breath. All of these are small wins that are so much more important than just the scale. And finally, I'm, I left the best one for last, okay? You're not 
disciplined enough. Number 20, why you're not seeing results and changes in your body is because you're not disciplined enough. That's right. I had to save the best for last because at the end of the day, it is what it is. You have the, the, the ability to do the work, but if you don't do it, nothing changes. I can write you the best program. I can write you the best diet. I can give you all the information in the world. Information does nothing. Information does nothing. What you need to do is take action. It doesn't need to be perfect. There's nothing worse than rolling and and going through life, sitting in the passenger seat. You're the driver. I can give you the map, but you're the one driving. You've got to wake up. You've got to go to work. You've got to do the work. You've got to be the one to put one foot in front of the other. You've got to do the work, guys. There's no shortcut. There's no quick fix. If you go into this thinking it's going to be easy, if you go into this thinking that it's going to be effortless, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. You're going to have to sit yourself and down and be like, oh, I, I have got to look at myself in the mirror and be like, I have got to stop lying to myself. I've got to stop being a doer, okay? not just someone who reads information, not just someone who buys programs and never does them. I am guilty too. I've been there. I have had to sit myself down many times and be like, um, I'm not doing the work. That is why I'm not seeing the results, right? You cannot expect to get, uh, to, to get an A plus with a C effort. Okay. So that is the reality Goals don't mean anything unless you actually take some action. So knowledge isn't power unless, you know, you apply it, right? So we are supposed to do, we have to do, we have to be active participants in life. We have to be active participants in the process. If you hire a coach, you have to be participating. Yes, you've got to do the work. So stop being, um, you know, impatient and looking for all the reasons why you can't do it. Look for the reasons why you can do it, okay? So that can look like also being realistic with yourself and to asking yourself, do where where am I? Where am I in this in this journey? Where am I and do I need to uh, reverse diet? Okay. Do I need to stop being afraid of gaining weight because I know I need to reverse diet to be in a better place in two or three years? Or do I need to rebuild my metabolism because I've been a yo-yo dieter my whole life? Maybe I should sign up to the metabolic rebuild program with Alessia. Okay. Maybe I should get some help. Oh, but I'm not willing to give up my uh, alcohol on the weekends and the snacking and the sweets. I'm not willing to do that. Well, are you willing to take care of yourself and your gut health and your blood glucose that is very high and you're gaining weight and fat and your cravings are all over the place? Isn't that what you wanted? Oh, yes, I do, but I'm not willing to give up my sweets. Well, I'm sorry, then, you know, what? something's got to give here, yeah? Oh, I can't give up my coffee because I'm addicted to coffee, but you're super stressed and your cortisol is jacked up and you're not sleeping properly hello again something's got to give oh i love my group fitness classes and that's the only way i will exercise okay no problem but just realize that you won't see the you know the most optimal results because group fitness classes while are fun and great way to move they're not optimal for building muscle so you have to be you have to be honest, guys. You've got to be honest with yourself. This is this might feel really tough and it might feel difficult to listen to. And at the end of the day, you have to be real with yourself. And nobody is going to do this but you. So if you like the podcast and want more content like this and a community of like-minded women all on the same journey to become their strongest, fittest, healthiest selves whilst quitting the diets, the bullshit and the excuses, I invite you to join the free Facebook group. Come on over. The link is in the show notes. And the group is built for you specifically if you're a driven modern day woman over 30 who's busy, overworked, stressed and struggling to jug it all 
whilst taking care of yourself and putting yourself first and you long to start putting yourself first again and you want to break through weight loss plateaus, you want to restore your slow metabolism from years of yo-yo dieting and you want to drop two to three dress sizes to feel confident and sexy in your skin, lose fat for the last time without over restriction, being tied to the scale, this is the group for you. And look, If you're sick of fad diets, you're sick of complicated meal plans, needing to spend hours in the gym, fearing food, using exercise as punishment, or obsessing about the scales, and you want to finally get results that last, and you want to finally go on a plan that will give you exactly what to do, how much to do, and when every step of the way, I invite you to my one-on-one weight loss coaching program, Metabolic Rebuild. So by joining the program, your diet struggle ends here. You're going to discover how you can put yourself first again, how you can rebuild your metabolism from years of yo-yo dieting and trying everything and having nothing work and that diets that just leave you feeling miserable. You can lose fat without giving up your favorite foods and build a fitter, leaner, stronger body without any grueling workouts or spending hours in the gym. So if you want to have a chat link is in the show notes. You can apply and we can schedule a metabolic assessment call. So if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. It helps me reach more people. I'd love to grow the podcast and help reach more women. So share this episode with a friend, share it this episode on your social media by taking a screenshot and tagging me on Instagram at D underscore coaching so we can help reach more people and change the way women do health and fitness guys it's been a pleasure it's so great to be back thanks again for listening and i'll speak to you again soon have an amazing day